The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Seven minutes after 12, fast am I. Good afternoon, welcome to Man in Line on Manx Radio. Well, it had uh, long been rumoured. Now, a recommendation has been made to close the southern swimming pool. In the ancient capital of Man, the southern swimming pool will close in a little over two months' time. We've seen a letter citing the outcome of a meeting between the board, the education minister and a chief executive claims in February's sitting of Timwell, Julie Edge will recommend the total closure of the southern swimming pool purely on financial grounds. The decision will be subject to Timwell approval. We'll be getting more on that story as the day continues. But if you use the southern swimming pool, then uh, better make the most of it because apparently it's going. Howard's first with us today. Hi, Howard. Hello, Andy. I just thought I'd get in quick because looking at your news uh, website, again, about the horse trams, I know it's an old chestnut, but it was originally in the plans to go right the way through to the sea terminal end. And I can remember, and a lot of other people will, it used to just... It was an addition to it. Um, it used to extend from um, where the cafe, little cafe is, and it would nip out round on the seaward side of the sea terminal. Um, and the rails were left there. Now, I don't know whether they're still there or they're not, but uh, it's where the car park is there now on the seaward side. But this is only in Hansard, and the government as we are now the politicians are ignoring Hansard and saying it's not going to be done in their, basically in their term. And the prices or the the cost is only going to increase. They've already had a million pound in the promenade scheme to fit the horse trams from the terminal end at Derby Castle right through. But for whatever reason, and we've never had a genuine reason that's just said it was used elsewhere, where that million pound went to. And now they're saying, or they were this summer, it's now going to cost two million. Uh, and now uh, in the news thing here, it's going to be, it won't be any time soon. So it could be a couple of years. So you're talking, eventually they're going to raise the price, put the price up, and people will genuinely say, oh, no way. They're going to talk about five million yeah. in the end. Yeah. yeah or uh, to use the price as a threatening gesture towards the public, yes. you mean? Yes, that's what they're doing. And Tim Krukol is doing exactly that. He's putting the fear of the man upstairs into everybody saying it's going to be too expensive. But, but the thing is, Howard, I mean, last week I mentioned the fact that people who are running the locatile of man inside Enterprise will be looking at the fact that, you know, we we, we only had one ferry for a, a few days and what have you. Mm-hmm. So it's making locatile of man's job difficult. Visit Isle of Man have booked in 65 cruise liners for this year. Uh-huh, yeah. And the fact that, you know, they've then got to get on a bus, get on a bus to go two or 300 yards to go to Castlemona Avenue to get on, on the horse tram that then goes for two or 300 yards 
just uh-huh, just seems correct. it just seems that's making visit Isle of Man's job more difficult to do because the moment those those uh, people from the cruise liners get off, let alone everybody else, let's just concentrate on the cruise liners. These people have paid money to come ashore on the Isle of Man, and immediately they're faced with a compromise, and the people who have to explain it to them with an embarrassed face, you yep. know, will say, "Well, we did have horse trams, but they, they and, and they are going to go. We have got a piece of wasteland that's set." aside for them, but, but but we haven't done it yet. Well, in the words of Tim Krukall now, he said, the, the work has been done uh, on the uh, track from the War Memorial through, and I wonder sometimes whether there's pressure from the hotel groups that's along that promenade not to have them. And, um, you know, because of the parking and everything else, they're looking for the town centre, and they want to maintain that reverse end parking and the horse trams are going to be a bind and for the present government all the ministers are there okay they're all entitled to their own opinion but it was voted through Hansard which is the law of the land and somewhere somebody somewhere Howard has said no to this somebody's got a red pen and put a line through it and it might be nice to know if that person whoever he or she is could just put the hand up and say actually it was me and this is the reason then well, at I least we'd, find that happening yeah, but at least we'd know what we're dealing with then at the moment we're, we're trying to look through fog exactly and they're, they're creating that fog within. And the last words were from Tim Krukall, just in the news interview. Well, it's on this news uh, interview that the sea terminal is looking shabby. Well, whose fault is that? Only their own, because it was neglected for many, many years. But they spent I... a fortune getting the asbestos out of it. Yeah, that's right. And then I can remember when it opened up, and probably people of my age or round about that restaurant there was a restaurant up in the crow's nest the crow's nest and and still when you're in the sea terminal you'll see it's the most luxurious entrance to a civil service office they've still got the panelling on the spiral staircase yep and that's a disgrace that it's an office because what a complete and utter waste of space uh, when they've got a perfectly adequate offices elsewhere in town and they've got a prime location there to advertise the island. Yet they've got a couple of little porter cabins down there inside, one having a little shop, and then the Costa and the news agents. Fine, there for travelling public. But the whole place virtually shuts down at tea time and the boat is coming in at six o'clock or even after and on the sea terminal, uh, when the people coming in on the evening boats, there's nothing there. And there's nobody uh, there to greet them. Howard, if it weren't for private enterprise, if if, if it weren't for the Dawling family, um, Costa Coffee or W. Mm-hmm. H. Smith, yep. it would be dead as a doornail in there. It would. There's nothing more certain uh, because that is a facility. And they took the, the play area out that the children used to go in because they wanted the extra room. And what's it used for? Absolutely nothing. Uh, so this government, the ones they should hang their heads in shame because those horse trams are a unique, and I mean absolutely unique part of our history. The Douglas Bay Tramway, and it's now it's a part Douglas Bay. And if they put that um, stone wall up, there's going to be roadworks there, or works all this summer while they're putting a, a four-foot wall up. Now, what, how good is that going to be when people come off the boat, the, the cruise ships, get the bus along the Broadway, 
get off the bus, stand there while there's excavators, cement mixers, and Lord knows what rooting around, and then, um, you know, get on a tram, as you say, to go a couple of hundred yards. And maybe, but maybe they think, maybe the people in charge, whether they're elected representative or senior civil servants, maybe they think people just don't care or people don't pay attention. Well, there are people who care, but within the civil service, they're waterproof. They're Teflon, and nothing sticks to them. And the um, MHKs, they've been recommended by this um, inquiry they've had, the SISTRA. They've been recommended by that, and they instigated this. And I think, in all honesty, I thought, I think they had a feeling it was going to come out the opposite way, but they've come out in favour, and they're saying, look after our heritage, because we've got nothing else left besides that. But I'd like to know why it's not going to go ahead, because they bought the rails. Apparently they've done the groundwork to put the trams in, and then they just put a bit of soil on and a bit of grass. And this is the long grass that these politicians are kicking the, the idea into. And so I wonder it, whether there's a parallel with the southern swimming pool in that <coughs> we were assured the swimming, southern swimming pool was going to be around and it would stay until the Newcastle Russian High School was built. Now we're, going to be, we're told it's going to be closed. Yep, well, that's, well I, I don't swim. Um, I'm, I'm sorry that, about that. There's something I regretted, but I can't swim. But there are an awful lot of people get exercise and get a great deal of pleasure and relaxation from swimming. Okay. All right, Howard, good to hear from okay. you. Okay. Bye now. Thanks for that. 16 minutes after 12. Stephen's on now. Hi. Uh, hello, Stephen. Hello, Andy, and hello, listeners. If I just heard the radio and the, the Manx Radio News Bulletin with the Brunner Report and saying she wanted the public to have confidence in her review. Well, I... I don't have confidence in her review for the simple reason one of the biggest aspects for me at the time and also in the review, no, I didn't con contribute to the review. Uh, I thought it would have been uh, a given that this would have been discussed much more in, deep, in depth than it seems to have because I haven't seen any re real reports in the newspapers so far on the snippets they've produced or on Manx Radio, and that is that uh, according to a, a report that Manx Radio did on the 10th of August 2021, there was a Freedom of Information request uh, submitted, and it was found that there were 70 people had been jailed for breaching COVID rules. There was 200 people arrested uh, for these restrictions, uh, and there was uh, 71 people received custodial sentences. Now, this seems to me to be a very big issue that has not been discussed properly. Uh, I think it was touched on, but not been discussed properly, because at the start of the pandemic, the Council of Europe issued a directive not to use prison as a first punishment for breaches of COVID regulations and that seems to have been ignored by the Isle of Man government maybe they didn't read it but certainly in the UK there was only uh, fixed penalty notices used in the, in the great majority of cases and that hasn't happened here there was 35 people arrested under the age of 18 minors 
they cut and the department in this freedom of information request said they weren't able to provide details of any custodial sentences for juveniles. I can remember Mr. Kermode, I think, was the advocate who did raise concerns at the time. And I'm just astounded that not more... Uh, concern has been raised by the Brunner inquiry about this aspect of the of the whole affair. What's your so opinion? Me, What's your opinion, Stephen? Do you think it? Do you think we were too harsh? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I do think we were too harsh, and in the main, it was young single people. Uh, in many cases, who were arrested and imprisoned. It was people who were lonely and isolated and seeking the comfort of others uh, during that time. It's been proven that there's been mental health, still has mental health uh, problems being set up. It's been discussed by doctors in the UK that more people have been killed by non-attendance uh, at medical procedures that cut than uh, than COVID has killed. So I do honestly believe, yes, we were far too harsh. We should have accepted the Council of Europe directive. We didn't introduce the penalty notice into, uh, into the situation until much later in the pandemic. And I think that this uh, aspect should have been given much more consideration by the inquiry. Uh, but do you remember during COVID when those welders from Doncaster were were jailed? I mean, they were whisked off from the Tesco car park straight away, and were ja- and they were astounded by that. Well, I'm astounded, and I and I am ashamed of the Isle of Man judiciary, the, the Isle of Man courts for proceeding with that. I believe there was a young apprentice with them who would only be following. The, uh, the what the journeymen would do. He's now got a, or she now has a criminal record. The other men have a criminal record. It was an absolutely shocking period. And to not to highlight this, and it can't have been highlighted because there's been little mention in the newspaper report and on Manx Radio and other news outlets about this aspect. Yes, Andy, you're right. That was a shocking situation to have happened. Okay. Thanks, Stephen, for highlighting that. I'm glad you did. Thanks for calling today. Cheers now. And Ken on now. Hi, Ken. Afternoon, everybody. I'm just ringing to remind people that the caring communities uh, conundrum... Um, questionnaire or consultation ends tomorrow. It's all to do with having changing the rules about uh, people paying to be looked after, be free, or pay well maybe hundred thousand, and that's your limit or a higher figure, or stay the same. It's going to be a waste of money, I think. Yet another consultation that's going to be a waste of money because the time they get round to it, there'll be a new government. And we won't have the money. So, I mean, what's your opinion? Do you think that? I mean, do you think this well, consul- we- this consultation sh- shouldn't happen, or they should just make their own mind up? What should happen? Well, if they listen to most people, say it's going to be free. I would have thought, but will they do it? Because somebody's got to pay for it. So it's income tax. They're talking about raising yeah. that, which they can't do without the UK agreeing. Well, I think there's a, 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 the one thing to remember is, Kent, nothing's free. Somebody has to pay no. somewhere, don't they? Well, income tax will be going up to pay for it, but they won't uh, be like the rates. Big consultation, 
and nothing gets done. The trouble is, Ken, that care in the community is a, uh, it's fair to say, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but it's a Cinderella service, isn't it? Well, it is, but a lot of people get free care because they don't own a house. No, you're there, Ken. It's okay. Oh, sorry, Ken, we've lost you, but thanks for calling today. I want to go to David now, who's with us. Hi, David. Hi, hi, Randy. I just want to... uh, I asked the Cabinet Office this morning, where's the report for Newsom's on their planning inspector? Uh, The young girl, I'll just say the young girl, said to me, uh, she couldn't tell me either way whether um, the report had been received or... Is it being looked at by somebody else or whether it's actually in? And I just find that quite amazing, really, when the inspector reported some time ago now and nothing's moving on. Nobody's making a statement to say, we've got the report that came in in uh, November or December and we're looking at it. And it makes us suspicious certainly with me is what's gone on uh, and and uh, also the fact that, uh, that they've started some work I see they've started work on the old Villiers Hotel there's some uh, scrapers on there clearing the surface so work can start fairly rapidly I mean the, the developers willing to put I think is it seven million pounds into the Newson site well yes and uh, I believe he owns some other bits and pieces on the, on the, in the island as well and can you imagine what he's like feeling frustrated that we as a government and a nation here are not getting an answer to something which I think would be fairly simple they've had an inquiry people have given evidence either way the inspector makes a, a judgment call and then throws it to the uh, council of ministers why can't one of them say yes we've got the report and it's good, bad, and different. Every month that goes past is costing somebody a fortune in costs of um, building materials, yeah. labour, or getting somebody even to do the work. And I just wanted to flip over to the horse, uh, the horse trams. I believe said horse cars, horse trams. I wonder whether the planning application now is extinct because they had to do the, I presume there's a time limit, I should have looked at it today, but I didn't. But I'm sure there was, um, uh, to do the, the work on the promenade, there was a, usually give you four years to get things done. I wonder whether we're getting close to the four years, so they wouldn't have to do it. And can we not run a little poll? Do you want to vote for the horse cars to get to the lemon squeezer, which I called it as a kid, is a sea terminal, or do you want the wall to hold back the sea. Uh, David, David, you've operated in inside the hallowed circle. Um, uh, most people don't operate inside that circle. And most yeah. people now, people are asking, why, why, why are they just not coming out with a decision about the horse trams? Is it money? And if it's money, why don't they say so? And if they try and frighten people with, you know, four million pounds to put the horse trams back, why, why do they do that? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm just... Uh, was astounded really reading that uh, from the the minister from the DOI. Maybe that's the script he's been given from the politicians. Maybe they will definitely know more than the rest of us on that. You'll be coming up to a budget. Uh, they'll be wanting to um, do things towards Easter time. You know, is the island ready to accept its visitors? I don't think so. Uh, and really, when there's opportunities to be had. Who's picking those opportunities up? You know, the um, the racing's not happening in Ulster, is it? No, it's not. 
is a, an opportunity for us. You know, we've got the, the grounds down, we've got the course, we've got usually people to, to help and run it. And wouldn't it be another great experience if we did something else? And even if we looked at it to say, yes, we could do this, we can't do that or the other, you know, we're not thinking out of the box. And I just think when people are looking at us from afar to have business in the Isle of Man, I think the doors are shut. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, David. Cheers now. It's uh, 27 minutes after 12. Man in Lines opened uh, line today through till 1 o'clock. Just a quick word about Braddon Roadworks. We got a note in to say, and this is somebody who's been using it, they need to look at the roundabouts. Coming in from Peel, traffic moves so slowly as all traffic coming down past the church has right of way and nothing can go the other way, so it's all at a virtual standstill for a long period. The tree roundabout at Braddon coming from Peel has the right of way, but traffic Traffic from the other direction can't get out. And at Quarterbridge, traffic from the south has got the right of way permanently because, uh, of course, it can't head towards Peel now. So traffic from Peel is at a virtual standstill because uh, traffic from the south has the right of way. Well, that uh, we'll, we'll get through that. So we had uh, Chanel was live at uh, Quarterbridge last night. Things seem to be happening OK. It was moving uh, yesterday evening, but I uh, just wonder if you were commuting in this morning. What do you think about that? And uh, a note in from Anne who just said, I arrived at Isle of Man Airport 10 past 10 this morning. The flight was delayed an hour and 15 minutes. We're taking off late and landing after circling due to air traffic control. I thought it was meant to be sorted out back in September. It all feels a bit Mickey Mouse. And just a quick word before we get to the phones. Uh, a note in from Murray who says on the WhatsApp on 553, the COVID inquiry I think was very good. The Isle of Man did us proud. Believe me, I know what went on in England, and that was horrendous. The Isle of Man was amazing by comparison. We should be grateful for the government at the time because we had more uh, time with our family and friends because of what they did, says Mari. Have you read the report yet? 3,600. And also I got a note in. We were talking about wallabies yesterday. What uh, and the fact that we've got wallabies first, I, I learned two things yesterday. A co- the collective noun for wallabies is a mob, a mob of wallabies, and the other thing is wallabies can swim. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Wallabies can, they're quite good swimmers, and apparently, wallabies can hold their breath for about two minutes underwater. If you don't believe me, just get to your phone in the search engine swimming wallabies so we could have maybe the wallabies in the north are swimming maybe they're going in for an early morning dip at Balaf Beach you never know do you Julian's on now hi Julian hi Andy how you doing good thanks yeah well what about this news Uh, well yes Um, just before I get to the sudden swimming pool though I've just sent you an email um A critical incident was declared at 7.20 this morning in central London when an EV battery-powered double-decker bus exploded into flames. Um, It was an Opta Metro Decker 1050 uh, EV bus, uh, which is operated by Go Ahead London and has recently been deployed to the Mitcham Terrains Park Route number 200. And photos from the scene show enormous horizontal flames shooting sideways from the bus Uh, which necessitated a 25-metre, about 82-foot cordon around the vehicle, which, interestingly, is about the similar distance to the width of the Manxman. 
Um, that was uh, three fire engines and 15 firefighters uh, were not able to stop the bus from being burned to the ground. This is the one Wimbledon Hill Road. Is that it this morning? Yeah. I mean, if you take a look at those pictures and there's a video as well, that is serious. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you were calling yeah. about the Southern Pool. Uh, yes. Um, why am I not surprised? <laughs> um you know, this has been in the making over many years, isn't it? I think um, the previous board uh, haven't really done much. I mean, it hasn't really had any meaningful funding for over 10 years, which is, um, you know, if you had an old car and you just drove it around and you kind of drove, drove it into the ground, it wouldn't really be surprised. No meaningful subvention payments. They closed the cafe. Um, and I think if you remember from the Knight Kavanagh and Page report, the cafe at Peel was the saving grace of it because it was the only thing that pulled 50,000 back from all the other um, downsides of, uh, of, of running a pool. But, uh, but I mean, um, as Howard said, I mean, Howard doesn't swim. Lots of people don't swim. Uh, you know, it's safe to say the vast majority of people don't use the swimming pool. But the people who do use the swimming pool are very attached to it. Um, schools used to use the swimming pool. It's good for physical health. It's good for mental health health this is obviously a bad thing it also saves the nhs around half a million a year keeping people out of the hospital uh, and by the way if we're talking about money does the bus service make a profit i don't think so but that is effectively a minority of people on the island that use the buses compared to everyone that drives and it's also a publicly funded um, service, yeah, and we're paying. Everyone's paying rates wherever you live on the island, outside of um, Braddon, Douglas, and Onken, because the, the NSC is directly funded. And inter interestingly, looks like that's going to shut for ten weeks because the tiles in the main pool are falling off. Because uh, the 2019 um, refurbishment seems, doesn't seem to have been done right. Um, what is the difference? I mean, it would be like saying, oh, well, the buses uh, don't make a profit, so therefore we're going to not run them on a Wednesday and a Sunday, and then eventually, well, we're not doing any buses. I mean, I don't see a difference. Um, it, out of interest, I believe tonight at 7 o'clock, the meeting of the Southern Swimming Pool Board is going to happen on site at the pool in the meeting room. Um, so I might like to uh, ask a few questions about exactly how this is happening when this is a public service that we're paying rates for. And, you know, like the stamps with the post office, are we going to continue to pay elevated rates for the pools, but we're going to get less of a service? This is obviously, it will impact lots of people, lots of people, and as I mentioned, and, and there's a saying, uh, Julian, that majorities are made up of minorities, in that, you know, lots of people do things that most other people don't do, but if you put everybody together, that's how society works. And you are, you know, you're, you're teeing off a lot of people in the South who will use the pool at some point during the year, but it's a facility that suddenly Castletown doesn't have. And that means the nearest swimming pool, if you discount the one at King William's College, the nearest swimming pool, public swimming pool, is going to be uh, one way Peel and the other way is the NSC, which means people are going to have to travel. Yeah, so is there going to be a statement from the leader of the Green Party and perhaps the Labour Party? I know that um, the, the two leaders there are very concerned about emissions. Um, the fact that there are quite a lot of people who do go to the Southern Swimming Pool, and now all of a sudden they're all going to have to be driving 
to, you know, three, four times the distance. I mean, is, is the Green Party up in arms about the extra emissions from everybody driving, you know, 10 miles extra that they don't need to do? What uh, what could Julie Edge say that would take the edge off this, if you pardon the pun? What could she say that would assuage anybody's uh, ill feeling towards this? Um, well, I just want an explanation as to why everyone on the island is paying for that pool um, and it's being shut down. And I was in there the other day and it's perfectly fit for purpose. It's not a problem. In fact, I'd say it's in better nick than the NSC is. If you look at every corner, I mean, I don't know, Andy, if you happen to be passing Castletown, just pop in and have a look. There's nothing wrong with the place. It's perfectly serviceable. Do we know how um, much it's it, losing on a weekly, monthly, annual basis? Um Hard to say because, as we've spoken about before, there were all sorts of weird costs. Like there, there had some illness with people off. You also had somebody who was um, dismissed as a manager, who then turned out was exonerated, and then there was a, an undisclosed payout, um, which all of a sudden, which was didn't seem to be really accounted for in the losses of that year. So, you know, if the board tried to get rid of somebody and then they were exonerated and had a payout that shouldn't really come out of the profit and loss really should it i mean that should be something to the side that should be you know really made clear that that wasn't something to do with operating costs um so what is the the losses i mean you know in, in actual fact i seem to remember from the knight Kavanagh and page report that if you actually were to even out the subvention payments to the pool it would have come out one of the best it's just the fact that it looks lossy because it's not had the quarter of a million that the other two regional pools have had. Well, uh, obviously, we'll find out more as the day goes on and there will be the, the decision subject to Timwald approval. So there may be some pushback in Timwald. Would you uh, anticipate any? Well, you know, even just I mean, if the overriding thing at the moment is all about ESG um, and green, the idea that a catchment area of 26,000 in the south are going to have to drive an extra 10 miles to go for a swim or take the kids, um, you know, for swimming lessons and stuff. Even just from that basis, there must be one or two of them. I mean, I would have thought Lamara Crane for a start would have been up in arms about this. You know, how can you justify all those cars on the road going to places they don't need to go? Um, I don't know. What about Laurie Hooper up in arms that half a million pounds worth of um, saved um, you know, people who are more healthy are, are going to be potentially taken off because not everybody potentially wants to get on a bus and go swimming at the NSC or Peel, you know, as much as they would have done if it's around the corner in Castletown. OK. So uh, perhaps a few statements about, you know, the health benefits, the, the green energy thing, you know, all the emissions that's going to be resulting from this decision. All right. Thanks, Julian. Thanks, Andy. Cheers. All right. 23 minutes before one. We're on Man in Line today through till one o'clock. It could be the Southern Swimming Pool. It could be Swimming Wallabies. I'm not joking. Wallabies can swim. Perhaps our wallabies. Didn't one get washed up on the beach a while ago? Anyway, um, this is all coming down to the 600 wallabies that uh, Lee Morris said that we that we have in, in Belaf Currucks and the fact that they're not indigenous and the fact that they may be inbred or they may be unhealthy. But we have a mob of wallabies in the north of the Isle of Man. And if you have any photos, if you're a wallaby spotter, apparently they're crepuscule. They only are, uh, they like coming out at dawn and dusk. They're crepuscule are. <laughs> 
I know, suddenly wallabies have come into my life and yours. Do you know a scrap Cos I've got scrap to clear. Causing cough for breast and lead, and I need cash for beer. What? You don't know a scrap man? Castains of Foxel is the one for you. Castains will take all scrap metal and is also licensed for dry cell and lead acid batteries. So don't delay. Ring 801 337 now. So now we know a scrap man and all our scrap's been cleared. Ring 801 337. Then have cash for beer. Call cost dies today and get yourself a beer. Everyone's more conscious of energy usage nowadays. So Manx Utilities has begun installing smart meters for standard domestic customers island-wide. With our smart living app available too, you'll be in control of tracking and managing your energy. No need to contact us. We'll be in touch when we're ready to fit your smart meter. Visit the Smarter Living page at manxutilities.in. Manx Utilities, delivering a smarter future. Are you a reluctant landlord, tired of tenant hassles, cursed by constant maintenance, tormented by empty properties producing no rent, want to escape these worries or get out altogether? At Prime Lettings, we understand your pain and have bespoke solutions to release you from these problems. Ring us on 616 707 for a free confidential chat. Prime Lettings, we're on call and on the ball at 616 707. He'll help keep your garden looking fine. He makes it easy and he saves you time. He'll save you cash. He's Johnny Trash. Tired of endless trips to the skips? Fortnightly curb collections from Johnny Trash. The eco-friendly way to deal with garden waste. All for the equivalent of just $3.25 a week. Sign up on their Facebook page. Or call 477-767. He'll save you cash. He's Johnny Trash. Chris Pearson. The Sunday Chill Out. Take the chance to chill, Sunday night from 7. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. And Wilf's with us. <coughs> Hi, Hi, Wilf. Hi, uh, it's, just, it's just a quick one. It's just something to help Howard out with his horse tram. Yeah. Which, which he already knows about, but he didn't mention it. Uh, it said in the paper there uh, a week or two ago, about this, haven't they? Were, they were reviewing this wall business that's going to ruin uh, Douglas Promenade. The look of it, whether they're going to have it or they have not going to have it. Well, <clears throat> that was just under a million, and then they were going to do a second bit. Presumably, that would be more or less the same price. Now, if they didn't do it and give some of these big firms all this gravel to take away. There's your two million to start off your horse trams. Simple as that. Oh, Wilf, Wilf, if only you were in there. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh. So, so, so simple. I, I think of easy ways of doing things, you see. Oh, Wilf. Because I'm kind of a lazy sort of a fellow. Oh, well, that's it. It's, a, it's called economy <laughs> of effort, Wilf. It's not laziness. 
that's the one. That's right. the one. Thanks for calling. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Good to hear from you. Uh, who was it? Uh, Julia was mentioning Lamara Crane, who's new head of the Green Party. Actually, Lamara is going to be our man in line. Start of uh, February, Thursday, February the first. Uh, Lamara Crane will be in just to uh, establish credentials and talk about what's happening with the Green Party. Will the horse tram start on time this season? The stables appear to be closed off, says Joe. And by the way, has Tramway Terrace been saved? Has it? They keep changing their mind, don't they? It's beyond a joke every day, says Paul. Uh, the more rubbish we hear from the government, excuses for not following plans and uh, funds going from here, there and everywhere, robbing Peter to pay Paul. We have been told, in fact, Tim Crookall said uh, Christian Jones from uh, Max Radio News spent a, a while yesterday talking to Tim Crookall and, and he said, times are tough. All the politicians have said that. They've been on man in line over the past year. Do you remember uh, the Treasury Minister said times are tough? The Chief Minister has said times are tough. Times are tough. Now, how tough, we don't know. But we just know that if they're shutting down the southern swimming pool, if they can't afford to pay for a mail plane for us, then, you know, if things are bad, how bad are they? Eddie's on now. Hiya. I, uh, I'm all right, thanks. Um, a bit shocked about the swimming pool, but there's a lot of people down here have been sort of upset about the running of the swimming pool for years, as you know. Um, Julian was on just before, Julian, I mean, was on just before, and uh, the one thing that he didn't mention, he probably meant to, was the, the very thing that actually made money there, I think it was about 30,000 or more per year, was it the cafe? Yeah, he did mention the cafe. I think he said 50,000. Well, probably more like 50,000. Yeah, it, that made money. <laughs> but all of a sudden, we've got no money now. But that made money. And they took the cafe away and put in vending machines, didn't they? That's right, which don't make anything now because uh, that, that was, it, it's just a rent they pay, I think, the vending company, they make all the money. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, unbelievable, isn't it, really? So it, why, that, why is this? I mean, if, the, if there's a way through for the Southern Pool, perhaps if they'd, mm-hmm. if they'd rented out, the, you know, if they'd put the cafe back in so somebody was paying them to be there and it brought people in, why, why do you think this is, this, we've, it's come to this? I don't think anybody uses any logic these days. I think somebody makes a decision in an office and it has to be followed. It's it's, it's like they like I keep saying we're like lemmings sometimes. It, it's, but somebody in an office makes that decision who hasn't got a clue how the off, uh, how the swimming pool runs. It's a bit like Julie Edge when she was doing that thing. I pointed out that she, uh, the very first question I asked her was, can you swim? And she said, well, unfortunately, I can't. So she's in charge of the, the swim pool, and yet she didn't know anything about people who do swim, who do use the swimming pool, the management of it, so on. So it was bound to go wrong, wasn't it? It's 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 a bit like everything in the government at the moment, the horse tramps. You know, every day there's something similar happening it's just, there's just no logic anywhere and and just as a follow-on from yesterday was it <clears throat> i've had numerous phone calls and people stopping me in the street saying they could not believe that somebody who is uh, in the national trust 
was in favour of putting wi- uh, onshore wind farm up. Um, I, what I, what I want to do is just add to that while I'm on. If they do put up uh, five wind turbines, that's very similar in amount. I think it was six in France. That that six killed a thousand birds, including a, do- a golden eagle. Well, do some maths. Originally, they said that we might need as many as a hundred here. So. That lady from the Wildlife Trust, do your maths, and that could mean as many as 20,000 birds a year killed. That is, nobody can understand. In fact, some people say she should resign from her job. It's as serious as that. There is no logic in anything. Everybody knows that it's it's not green. There's nothing nice about it. It's not good for nature. It's not good for the health of people. It's worrying for a lot of people up here now. I mean, say, for instance, my house. Excuse me, I built it myself. I laid every brick, I laid every piece of timber because I was out in the countryside. I loved it up here. It was my dream. £200,000 less now just on the fact that they might put up a wind turbine. So, I mean, Eddie, I've had a few people message in and just say, mm-hmm. you know, would you be would you be this motivated if they were putting the wind turbine up at Sulby? Is it just because it's near you? Well, I, I pointed that fact out. Because it's by me, I am now looking into it. If... Like I said before, they put a hundred up. Everybody will be an imbi, you know. So everybody on the Isle of Man will have to give it the same thought sometime or other, if they get the go ahead. All this we're asking for here is now that we've delved into the the, the the statistics of it and the fact, and we found out the fact that they're not green at all. They don't save us any money in electricity. Everywhere in the world has gone up. Um, they are falling to bits left, right and centre throughout the world. They, they've just given the KB to another one in Ireland, did you know? Uh, there was a wind farm uh, proposed in Ireland and they've given that the KB. So you've got that one, you've got the Dumfries and Galloway, the borders, you name it. And there's also lots of lawsuits going on like the one in Toulouse. So we'll have one here eventually if they go ahead with it. I can guarantee you that. So where is the logic and decent thinking from our government? Everybody says they've got no confidence in the government at all. It seems everything they do goes wrong. So do you think then, I mean, that we've got the option of Kroger gas? Do you think we should go for gas and forget the wind turbines (laughs) or have both? Well, I said something the other day. Uh, I hate it when people say green energy, these wind turbines. They should call it an alternative energy. It makes sense because it is alternative. So is gas. So is uh, geothermal. The, the the bit that annoys everybody is the fact that they're not looking at anything else. They won't even... Some Everybody says to me, oh, the handshakes have been done, the brown envelopes have been dished out and everything. I mean, I can't suggest that at all. But if that is the fact, that's how it's looking. That's how it looks to people out here in the street. Yeah, well, there I mean, is, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, um, uh, you know, any allegations like that have got to be backed up by evidence. But as you say, in the, in the absence of it being transparent, you know, that could lead some people down that line. 
The only bit of government that is clear and transparent is that we're going the wrong way. What we should do is look... Uh, I, I was looking at the news last night. The, the biggest in the UK or even Europe, I can't remember, is a hydro... Uh, not a hydro... Um, uh, in uh, Runcorn or somewhere around there, they, they, they're doing a massive... What's that gas that you can get Is it, that's... Uh, highly inflammable. Methane. Um, not the methane, the other one. Hydrogen. Hydrogen, that's it. Well, they're building an absolutely huge plant somewhere in Britain. It's got to go ahead and everything. Yeah. And and they reckon that within the space of about seven years, it'll be totally green, that one. But we should be sitting back and watching. I did point out at one time that the, the percentage of the Alaman is no, no... 0.8 of 1%. What we do will not make a, 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 a hapeth throughout the world. You've got you've got the likes of Australia, Germany. Or, they're all opening mines again. They're all opening oil wells. Norway, Sweden. They're all opening. We're sitting back and we're gonna we're gonna lose ground. We're gonna end up a third world country if we carry on. This is zero. Um, 2030 is it zero yeah. net or whatever you call it okay. we're never going to get there okay because all right. the rest of the world the rest of the world isn't taking any notice all of right it. i've got to crack on eddie thanks for your opinion today we appreciate it thanks for being with us and andrew's on now hi andrew hi there andy uh listeners i just wanted to come on please about uh douglas uh douglas council uh, and the recycling regime yeah. uh, for two weekly refuse uh, recycling. And the number of posts that they put on uh, social media, uh, such as the ones I scrolled down here, there are a number of them in recent days. Uh, here we go. 3rd of January, recycling collections, round eight. Please note we are we were unable to collect from some parts of some parts of Harcroft Meadow today. If your recycling was not collected, then please leave it out for collection tomorrow. Third of January. The next one. Uh, six days ago, recycling collections. Round nine. We were unable to collect from a small section of Wilston Crescent today. This is due to the high volumes of material being collected. If your recycling was not collected, then please leave it out for collection tomorrow goes on i mean it's it's uh the next one here uh a day ago recycling collections round two some areas in saddlestone today not being able to collect it well let me ask call out uh councillor claire Webb did on time can you come on and let us know please and uh i then followed that up uh, with a conversation with Councillor uh, Horning. And effectively, he blames, one, staff being on holiday, two, not being able to get agency workers, I don't know what that's all about, and three, people putting too much out. And he couldn't answer what they would do if more people put recycling out, creating an even greater volume for collection I mean, it's just shambolic. So I'd like to know, did Councillor Claire Wells have hers collected when it was due? 
bearing in mind she's the leading councillor. All right. Well, we wait for we wait for Councillor Wells to uh, pop us a note to tell us that she's yeah. always welcome on Man in Line. Uh, horse trams. Um, I heard uh, uh, Minister talking there, and basically, uh, my thoughts on this are: it's the will of Tinwald. You're the minister. Why do you not have some backbone? Go to the chief executive and say, "This is the will of Tinwald." Sort me out a plan. When are you going to do it that I can present that this is when and how it's going to happen? That's and, all he needs to do. And do and you think that would have public would that this, would that have public support, Andrew? Do you think? I think it would because it's showing that something can actually be done within a time frame. Okay. So he they have to sort it out as to where the the chief executive has to do that. If he can't do it, well, he's not competent enough to do it. And finally, I'd just like to leave you with uh, Eddie and uh, uh, the wrath of Khan, Mr. Spock. Yes. His words, logic clearly dictates that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Hard luck, Eddie, with your house. Uh, thanks very much. Thanks for calling today. For your new bathroom, head to Peace Center, Harris Terrace, Douglas or Spring Valley. In Paysetter's fully fitted showroom, you'll find the latest bathroom products and designs from new contemporary styles to traditional Victorian tiles, wall and ceiling panels, accessories and much more. With many ranges exclusive to Paysetter's plus professional design advice from the experts, visit Paysetter Harris Terrace Douglas or Spring Valley. You can get the best of When you're out on our roads, you may encounter road workers who are doing important jobs for our community. They are people with families. They may be your friends, friends of friends, teammates, and they deserve to be safe at work. As drivers, we can all help to reduce the risk of injury. When you see road workers, slow down. Slow down for me. Please slow down for me. Thank you for slowing down for me. The Shaw Hotel Laxey has an exceptional offer too good for the weekend. Enjoy a night of winter midweek staycation luxury in January or February with breakfast for two and a £40 per person dining voucher for only £260. To book, call us or visit shawhotellaxey.im and experience the exceptional. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. That's it today. We're right out of time. Thanks for getting in touch. Haven't had any photos as a swimming wallabies yet, but I'd appreciate if you did. Former MHK Martin Perkins is on Man in Line next Tuesday, Tuesday 16th. Martin topped the pole in 2016, but was relegated to fourth in 2021. So uh, he's... Uh, Still quite vocal, got lots of opinions, very involved in the lifeboats. I think he went to see the Star of India over Christmas as well, but Martin Perkins, MHK, next Tuesday, and a week on Friday, another constituency man in line, middle MHKs, Jane Paul Wilson and Stu Peters, thanks to Chris Quirk, on the phone today. W-I-N-T